turn your radios off. It's about to be lit. It's going down. It's crazy. It's louder than high school holla. Hold your airwaves, Hoster. Holla, Chicago. Welcome to another Saturday edition of the H2S2 High School Hollow Sports Show. I'm Steven Spoon Ramsey, rapping hard for the Mendel Monarchs and the great class of 1988. We welcome those of you from Chicago and all the surrounding areas to the best show in Chicago for high school sports. Giving big hollers out to Jamie Bronzaka with the Chicago White Sox organization. The Sox are celebrating Jackie Robinson this Monday. So make sure you go out and check out the Sox this Monday and enjoy. Enjoy this great celebration for one of baseball's iconic figures, Jackie Robinson. So on today's show, we have a special alumni edition of the Shining Star. We sit down with Chicago native and former football player, Jason Burns, a proud Jaguar graduate of Percy L. Julian, who has played the game of football at every stage and even had a short stint as a high school coach. We talk all about his football journey from high school to the NFL, his CrossFit gym metal fitness, one of the best sports facilities in the Midwest, and he gives young people some great advice and words of wisdom. We tell you about another great honor for living legend Marshall's own Dorothy Gators as she receives what many are calling the highest achievement in high school sports. That's in Diva Sports. We have this week's baseball, softball, soccer scores. We may even slide in some water polo and lacrosse if the time permits, if we get that far. That's right. We have it all right here for you on the H2S2 show. Holler at us on our social media network on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat at Urban Fieldhouse. Also, like us on Facebook, our High School Holler Sports Show page. Give us the thumbs up. We love the love from you. We'd love to receive some information about anybody celebrating a spring signing day event let us know the details we will come out holler at us directly on any of our social media links and we'll come cover your signing day event and celebrate with you when we return it's our alumni edition of the shining star with special guest former nfl player and percy l julian jaguar jason burns on a high school holler sports show Hey, ever wanted to make a good impression cooking or grilling for family, friends, or for that first date with the person you just met? Well, let me give you something that can make that meal the real deal. It's Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce. This barbecue sauce delivers a blast of intense flavors that complements not only barbecue and baked beans, oh, but it's oh so sweet. It's a great marinade treat on steaks, and it's sure to amaze when served as a delicious glaze on chicken, turkey legs, and even salmon. Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce is exclusively sold in the deli section of Calabria Imports located at 1905 West 103rd Street. Now put a smile on someone's face and give them the taste of that Sullivan's original barbecue sauce. It gives every meal a thrill. Praise the Lord. Need life? Get Life at Life Church on every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. or weekly Bible study on Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the Homewood Suites located at 16245. South LaGrange, Orland Park, Illinois. Come and enjoy our life worship experience where you will be blessed by our anointed worship team and receive an inspiring message from Senior Pastor Isaac B. Green. Every Sunday, we have a special reception for our guests because once you visit life, 
You are no longer a guest, but a friend for life. Our mission is to change the world one life at a time by living in faith every day. We look forward to worshiping with you at Life Church, Homewood Suites, Orland Park, Illinois. Hey Chicago, this is Pastor Isaac B. Green of Life Church, representing the class of 1988 in the Julian Jaguars on the High School Holler Sports Show. Welcome back to the H2S2 Show. Time for an alumni edition of our Shining Star segment. This is something we've done a few times in the past when we decided to expand the segment to include various alumni from Chicago area schools to motivate our current student-athletes. These alumni are former and current collegiate standouts, professional athletes and coaches from the Chicago area like yourself to share their stories with you in hopes of providing encouragement and hope to student athletes, families of student athletes, and the city of Chicago during the time where our city is played with a bunch of senseless violence in which many of our young people are victims. It's being sponsored by Life Church, who believes in developing relationships that create and foster a space that is not only church, but feels just like home. Life Church is a place where people receive help, healing, and hope according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. To learn more about their worship services and ministries, you can visit www www.getthelife.org The official sponsors of the H2S2 Shining Star segment I love God You don't love God? What's wrong with you? I'm sorry, I got a little carried away there <laughs> This week, we went over to Metal Fitness Gym Home of the Bronzeville CrossFit To talk to its owner, Jason Burns Now, Jason is a former NFL player Played college ball for the Badgers At the University of Wisconsin And he's a proud graduate of Percy L. Julian Home of the Jaguars Now, if you know anything about the Jaguars from Julian They insist that you use the full PLJ name, Percy L. Julian name. Some of them get highly offended if you don't. But Jason Burns explores his journey, having played at every stage of football, and comes straight, no chaser, with some sound advice, not only about football, life, and living with a purpose. Check out this alumni edition of the H2S2 Shining Star. Exclusive High School Holla. It's the H2S2 Alumni Edition of the Shining Star segment. Joining us as our special guest, he's a graduate and football player from Percy L. Julian High School, home of the Jaguars. He played collegiately as a Badger at the University of Wisconsin. He went on to professional ranks and even coached a little bit of football as well. We're going to find out a little bit about that. Here to tell us all about it, we welcome Jason Burns to the H2S2 High School Holler Sports Show. Welcome, Jason. How's it going? For having me. Man, man, we glad to have you. One of Chicago's very own. Well, that's right. You know, Southside, stand up, as they say. So let's talk about this, Jason. Start by telling us about your experience at Percy L. Julian back in the day. I just know we won a lot. <laughs> Who was the football coach back then? Was it J.W. Smith still? Yeah, so I um, I graduated in 90, and that was his last year as a coach. And we won the prep bowl also that year. Uh, so it all kind of came together at the end. We, we kind of didn't take it full advantage because we really had a team that should have 
competed for state, um, we didn't pull it off. Yeah, I mean, J.W. Smith, man, legend. Absolutely. What, is, what are some of the things that you learned from him? Work ethic, obviously. One of his favorite sayings was, from a team perspective, was do your 111th. And so, you know, you have 11 people on the field. But as a unit, all you can really worry about is what your part, and that doing your part will help the unit be better. So that, that line always stood out to me. And then just general, just work ethic. If you want something, you got to work for it. Back in the day, a lot of players played both ways. How many positions did you play? That was one of the one of the things that made us special is we didn't have to do that. <laughs> so y'all, y'all had enough guys. Yeah, we had enough guys. So we special. We won a few few teams early on specializing, meaning you played on one side of the ball primarily. You had one or two guys who went both ways, but I returned punts and kicks and played quarterback first and then running back. Was the prep bowl the highlight of your high school career? I guess just because it was the end of the, you know, my senior year, it was it wasn't a letdown because we all felt like we should have gone on and, and competed for state that year. But it was good to at least win to get that far, and win the Prep Bowl for for that for that group of seniors who have been together for a long time. We often on the show talk about collegiate uh, recruiting, the process that people go through, and it's changed since your high school days. Just explain to us, how was it, your, your college recruiting, the process that you had to go through? See, mine was pretty interesting. Um, I initially thought I was going to University of Tennessee, but they backed out late in the process, and my father had been sending videos out to a lot of different schools uh, in Wisconsin had me on their radar, I didn't even know it. So they came in, Alvarez, the, the head coach at the time, not an AD, he got the job in January, about a month before recruiting would be over, and they invited me in for, for a visit. Went up there, Wisconsin wasn't known for football at the time, they were you know, bottom of the Big Ten. But ironically, most of the guys who came, my really close friends, we all came the same weekend. It was a blast, and so from that, all of us signed, and you just saw the program eventually start to take off to be where it is now. But the whole process of recruiting was really, you know, just it's, just, it's cool as a, as a, a player who, who that's always been their goal is to play at the collegiate level. The ability to go visit all of these schools and what it comes down to, you get to go to different campuses and, and kind of see what, see what it's like to be a college student. You're still at high school, so you... Your eyes kind of get big because you, uh, you can do a C. They take you to all the parties and everything. So you kind of get you get jaded and get excited. So it's, it's a cool process, but run quickly. That once you get there, recruiting is over. It's all business. So a lot of times kids think that recruiting is going to continue once you get to school. And that's not true, really, you know. So coaches are going to be your best friend during the recruiting process. But then it's all business when you get there. If you're not producing, that same guy that was you know, singing your praises is going to ignore you and you have to know how to deal with that it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just business and so that was one of the things that I appreciate more as I've gotten older some of the things I didn't like while I was playing I realized it was, it's just business so if you go in there and take care of your business it's the best time of your life I wouldn't change it for anything what was the main fact laid into it and I'm sure you shared some things your father and you sat down that said the University of Wisconsin is it in the end Honestly, uh, I was recruited, but I wasn't widely recruited. And in the end, they were the, the biggest school to offer me a full scholarship. My goal was to play Division One football. It didn't matter if it was the Big Ten, SEC, but I wanted to premier football. So they offered me on my recruiting visit. I actually thought I was going to take a couple of more visits. To show you the business side, I, I was in the recruiting room with Barry Alvarez, and I said to him, can I just think about it? And he said, well, 
if you walk out of that door, I can't promise you'll have it tomorrow. So it was like, you gotta make a decision now or never. So I'm like, all right, let's go. Um, I thought I was, I was supposed to go to UNLV the following week, Hawaii the week after that. So I was looking forward to these, you know. Yeah, I would look forward to Hawaii. Hawaii is nice. Blowout trips and <laughs> kicking it on the beach, but he killed that quick. And the next day I got home, it was already in the newspaper that I had committed. So those schools, you know, like, all right, that's the end of that. What was the transition like from high school to college for you? Um, as far as um, football? Yeah, in both. Football and overall. I mean, you you mentioned the honeymoon is over once you sign. I mean, like, we work with a lot of kids here, and one of our biggest messages is that if you don't love it, I mean, literally, like, truly love the sport that you're playing, then college sports isn't for you because it becomes a business. It becomes a job at that point. And so I was just reading an article about a guy who retired from the NFL and he was just talking about how he did it because of the, see, the whole issue with concussions and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, I didn't realize how hard it was going to be because at any point in the day, at any month in the year, I knew what I would be doing. And now I'm just kind of trying to figure it all out. And so that's the first thing you learn in college is your whole schedule is there. If you're trying to, if all you want to do is party or if you can't handle the, the structure, the demands that they're going to place on you. Because there's a full full scholarship and they pay for everything, but they're getting every dime out of you. So if you don't love the sport, then that life, I can only imagine, has to be horrible. I've seen, I saw a number of guys quit and just become students, and they got they were much happier. But then there were a bunch of guys who just, they were football. That's what we did, and we had no problem with the schedule. We had no problem with the time commitment. We just we enjoyed the whole thing. So for our student listeners, the most important thing is if you don't love it, then don't do it because it's not cut out for everybody. It's not for everybody. It's for the people you really have to love it. You got to think, especially if you go to a big university. You know, Jim Harbaugh makes like $11 million a year, some ridiculous amount. They're not giving that up for you. Assistant coaches make five, dollars $600,000 a year. I'm not, they're not giving that up for you. If you're not doing what they need you to do, they are going to move on. Because their job is always on the line in their mind. It's a business, and if you know if you go there thinking it's something else, they will find somebody to replace you. And every year, you think you're the man, you think you're the superstar. Every year they're recruiting somebody just like you. The next spring, there's gonna be somebody else look just like you, trying to take your spot. And so if you can't deal in a very highly competitive environment, if any of that is not your thing, then then it's gonna wear on you if you like the competition if you like if you don't mind that if you understand yeah they bringing in new people but so what again it was the best time of my life we asked you about your most memorable moment as a Julian Jaguar what about as a Wisconsin badge the year we won the Rose Bowl the week before that we went to Japan so that whole experience was just awesome. Going to Japan was probably, and then, you know, when we won the game in Japan, that solidified us going to the Rose Bowl. So Christmas into the Rose Bowl was over. So, the, you know, second week in January, it was just surreal. It was, it was just a, a dream, like going to Japan, playing football, coming back, going to California, you know, everybody treated you like royalty. It was just, those were the high points. After that, you had your experience on the professional ranks. Share with our listeners about that. You've played virtually at every level. So, again, it's, it's the whole 
you know, if you don't love it, then you lose the, the complete structure. But when you become a professional, you treat it as one. So whereas in college, I had a strength and conditioning schedule. I had classes. I had this and that. The NFL is up to you to get in shape. It's a little bit more structured now, but in general, it's up to you to get in shape. It's up to you to do the things that oftentimes in college were already scheduled for you. Pro level, where it was competitive in college, it's hyper competitive in the NFL. I mean, it's life or death. Because now, like I said earlier, the coaches were playing, not going to allow a kid, 18-year-old, to take money from their family. Now the person you're competing with is not going to allow you to take money from their family. You were tested every turn. So there's a rookie coming in. There's a certain rookie, you know, they play little games and all of that. But in general, beyond that, on the field stuff, you're getting tested all the time. And if you can't stand up, it's just, you get treated differently. I don't know how to put it, but people who can play are respected. You just, it just happens. If you are showing that you're a little afraid of the competition, it's like wolves. Like, <laughs> they're going to come, they're going to find you. And so just everything was hyper competitive. I mean, I've seen the best of the best ready to fight in simple drills just to prove that they were better than the other person. And then afterwards, they're the best friends. They going out to eat afterwards. But on the field, it's just like, I will, you know, I will kill you. Whole nother level, whole nother level. Now, one thing I did wonder, Jason. Now, you being from Chicago, did all the Chicago guys kind of like keep in touch in the NFL, hook up, you know? Afterwards. Like right now, I'm part of, you know, NFL Players Association. And they're meetings all the time. So that's anybody. Most of those guys are from Chicago, have moved to Chicago. But a lot of them are from Chicago. We went on to play and then retired. So it's more now that I meet guys after the fact that I played with. Kind of, that's how, you know, like Kenny. Kenny actually helped me to, I don't know if people remember how, if you, you spoke yeah, about Ken, Coach Ken from, from last week. So Kenny, yeah, he... Um, he actually was helping me after I got out of the league. He was trying to help me get back into the NFL. That's how me and him actually connected. But just meeting people after the league is over. Um, as retired players, when you start to kind of do that type of thing. So it's a true brotherhood, even off the field. Absolutely. I mean, people, it's kind of like a fraternity. So if I see somebody and I um, comes out that we both played, there's an immediate connection just because you know what went into it. You know how it was in most likely high school. You know how it was in college. You know what they went through in NFL. So just a shared connection in, in the process of what you went through. Now, most people might not know this, but you came home, and you came home and coached a little bit. Now, tell us about that, man. That's a whole different dynamic. Yeah, so I came back, and I, you know, me and a bunch of my high school buddies are still really close. One of them got the job at John Hope High School, so he asked me to come as a uh, offensive coordinator. And I have to admit right here on air that the first two, three years, maybe, I was absolutely the worst coach <laughs> ever. Why'd you say that, Jason? Ever. So there's a big difference, there's a big gulf, and I think you can see it like Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. I'm not I'm not saying that's me, but just people who played at a high level. You have high expectations. But we like I didn't know how to teach. That's what I'm getting at. I came back with this playbook like same one we used basically at Wisconsin, thinking I can just run this with high school kids, and it was a disaster. We were really successful because in the end, we only ran like five plays, even though I wanted to run 60. <laughs> but I couldn't. I just, you know, I get frustrated and just run the same plays I knew we ran, knew we could do, which is what you should have been doing in the first place. But it was just horrible. I didn't know how to teach kids. I didn't know how to, you know, get information across in a, in a way 
that was was simple and because I understood it I felt like everybody should understand it and so wherever just when I thought I had simplified it I wasn't close to where I needed to be in order to make it usable information for that age group so by the time I eight years later by the time I finished coaching and opened the gym we literally had maybe six plays but they knew how to run those six plays really well now, did that give you a newfound respect for like the coaches, like that coached you, like J.W. Smith in high school? Like, yeah, yeah, more and and even more so for uh, because you know we didn't have the resources and hope that uh, other some other schools have, and that's not good or bad. It just is what it is. So more so for coaches at schools who don't have the resources, I really respect. You know, if you go to some programs that that have they have seven, eight coaches, everybody can can delegate things to everybody. But I hope I was doing, you know, me and other two coaches. We might have had were doing everything from collecting grades to disciplinarians. You know, teachers would call us and say, Such and such is getting out of hand. Can you come up and have a meeting with them? We'd be up there. I respect the coaches who do it, even when it's a hard situation like that. Jason, from coaching and playing, what's the difference between the athletes back in the day when you were playing? To the present day Yeah I mean I think uh, Just by the nature Of the game too I think I hate to tell y'all this But I think we were tougher In general No that's the truth <laughs> the, the game was played In a much Different fashion But even more than that The kids When I was playing We had much more Respect for elders And we, we respected That Coach Smith knew, what, knew what he was Talking about We respected that All the coaches If he brought a coach Out there We knew Because we, we respected him We figured he knew what he was doing and picking him, so we respected him. If they were older, we were going to respect them anyway. But it was just a different level of uh, toughness, respect. The toughness part was, like, I think um, nowadays, kids are a little bit more entitled. In a sense, things should be given to them or handed out to them. I don't think we necessarily as a group felt that way. Well, you know, we felt a little bit more like we had to earn it because there's also the practical side to it. This is defending them. Back in the day, we played. We were outside all the time. All the time. From sunup to sundown. Up to sundown. So we played outside. We did a lot of different things. Like, I had a group of kids in here, and I just wanted to flip up on the wall in a handstand. And I already knew a lot of them wouldn't be able to do it, although they should have been, without me telling them anything, just because I I remember as kids, 11, 12, 13, 14, by then, you had flipped on dirty mattresses. <laughs> you, had, you and your boys had taught yourself how to, you'd flipped off fences and jumped off cars and you'd done a lot of those things already. So you, yeah, I jumped off a roof or two. Yeah, so you, <laughs> you developed a sense of athleticism beyond sport just by playing that I don't think kids get now. Like everything is more structured where we just played. And so uh, most of those kids could not do it. They was they were completely lost. And so I wish kids nowadays had that experience. They're more skilled now in the sense that they have more instruction. You know, all those years of information have built to better ways to teach everything. You know, kids now are much much stronger because of things we do in the weight rooms and all that information is making them on paper better athletes um, but physically physically there's a difference right but I think skillfully we were better athletes so I think the kids we grew up with could transition from any sport 
and just play it before even learning how to play it. Well, the kids nowadays, they learn to play the games. I guess the easiest way for me to say it is we were all athletes learning to play sports. They all picking a sport and then becoming athletes in it. I like that. I like that. Well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I like that a lot. Recently, before this interview, we found out that the state of Illinois tried to ban tackle football for kids under 12. How do you feel about that? Honestly, I don't know if 12 is the right number. I don't know if I don't know what the lower number is. I hate to say it, but I I'm in agreement with it to a certain extent because like I didn't play tackle football until I got to high school, so I played flag football all the way through grammar school. And I did too. So there's on one hand, I you know if you if you, if you with really good coaches or really teaching the fundamentals, you can develop that foundation you need as far as tackling goes. I like to see some sort of audit on how often that really is happening. You know, are we really teaching at that level the way we should be, or do we get caught up in the competition? If we're getting too caught up in the competition and not teaching, yes, that they should not be playing tackle football because somebody's going to get hurt. In general, you're taking way more hits than you need to, and we can't act like concussions don't happen. It is what it is. I mean, if we can find a way to reduce the instances of kids having, you know, having that happen, that's, it's a benefit. Right. I just, you can say what you want. They have not found a way to stop concussions from happening. We found ways to stop blunt trauma to the head, but the brain still shakes. There's nothing you can do. Until that's solved, I'm going to probably shake toward the side of lessening the amount of contact. Now, the rules that the NFL coming up with and all is ridiculous. You can't do that. If I was NFL, I would, you know, find out how much it's going to cost us, and I would just put it out. We know, everybody knows what the risks are for playing football. So, you're going to sign a waiver as you enter the league. If you get hurt or if you get anything after that, you're saying... I'm taking a risk because I want to make this amount of money or whatever your case for playing NFL is. And so I accept that risk. You've explained to me that that might happen. I accept it. Just like any waiver. You come in our gym, you don't sign a waiver before you work out because it's just a way to protect yourself. You know, um, so I think the NFL should just go ahead and stop trying to act like it ain't real. Go ahead and admit it. Find out how much that's going to cost you. <laughs> you know, maybe up the minimum salary for everybody just so that there's actually a financial benefit to it. And then if people accept it, nobody talks about CTA and boxing because there's no governing body. But I'm sure they, they, happen, they right. have the same issue, but they accept the risk and nobody says anything about it. Same thing with UFC and all other types of sports like that. And, and UFC is becoming a big sport now. So that's a great point. Now, Jason, talk to us about metal fitness. So, yeah, this has kind of always been a dream. So I kind of st I started working out when I was 13. My father bought a bunch of weights. Just like, you know, if you want to be good, you have to go down there and, 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 and get to work. So I used to take my brother's college workouts and, and just do them. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I just kept following them, kept following them. And, you know, before long, I was getting super strong. I was getting faster, quicker. It was, it was benefiting me. So I've kind of been self-taught since the beginning. You get to college, you learn more. You get some real coaches or whatever. You start learning things. So I got really strong, really fast, really explosive. And I've always wanted to do it myself, try to, you know, help other kids get to that point. And then CrossFit came along. And that was the avenue for me to open the gym. And then it also allowed me to train everybody like athletes. And the holy grail of training is whatever you'll do consistently. For me, I wanted to work with people like athletes, even, even quote unquote, regular people. So CrossFit allowed, allowed me to do that, so, you know, type A people. For those listeners who not familiar, 
Metal Fitness, located at 5000 South Indiana. You're the CrossFit of Bronzeville. What is CrossFit for those who don't know it? So CrossFit is a way of training where we basically take a different, a bunch of different styles from running to lifting to gymnastics, and we, we mix and match them into trying to build a, a what we call overall fitness. So we want a person to be strong, we want a person to be able to run a mile, like an ideal CrossFit person would be able to, say, run a six-minute mile, come in, and without much rest, deadlift 500 pounds. Then without any much rest, go hop in the pool and swim a couple hundred meters. So, you know, just kind of pushing the idea of fitness and movement. Jason, you put people through that? Well, in, in certain ways. Because you scared me. I was going to participate in <laughs> that. That's, that's the elite level. But, you know, until you like Ken, I'm sticking to the cookies and cake there. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But, but in general, people should, you know, the goal is to get people to be getting stronger, move better, like have really good mobility. Have good, you know, in the end, you should be very functional. So everything you do here should lead to a much more functional life. So if you want to go do a Spartan run, if you're doing CrossFit all the time, you should just be able to go do it without much extra training. You may do some, but um, that's the idea is that you, you become much more functional in life. I understand that people are coming all over Chicago, Northside, all over to come here to Metal Fitness. Now, is there an age range that you have? Is it for kids? So let's let's go back. So we have a couple of different programs first. Okay. So we do sports performance for kids and, and athletes. That's different than CrossFit. CrossFit is much more general in that we're trying to build a broad range of fitness attributes. And if, you know, if I'm training athletes, the younger ones, we just it's, we kind of can use some CrossFit elements because they're just building a base. But as they get a little bit older, junior, seniors in high school, it gets much more specific to strength, power, speed, and then the conditioning elements have to be specific to the sports you play. So sports performance becomes much more specific. Okay. CrossFit is much general. That's the idea of it, is to be very general. Not to be the best at powerlifting, but to be strong. Not to be the best mile runner, but to be be able to, that type of thing. So being able to do a bunch of different things really well. And the other thing, CrossFit is it's a little bit more fun just because it's so varied. We change it up so often. Sports performance is much more regimented. Well, you won me back over, Jason. I, I, I will try that. Now, <laughs> now, talk about the partnership that you had. You mentioned with Kenny Rogers, Coach Ken, as we called him, and how you guys helping student-athletes get ready and prepare to go to the next level. So we want to, you know, uh, again, I told you how me and Kenny met maybe 10, 20, maybe 10, 10, 12 years ago. He was working with some athletes on his own out at the University of Chicago. He called me. It was like, Jason, why don't you come out here and, you know, help me out with some of these guys? And we just connected um, that way. So we, I, was, I would help him do some of those things. When you have your, your young athletes here, what's the primary goal for them that they should be looking for when they come through this door? So starting at the earliest ages, the first is just literally discipline, learning how to listen and focus, paying attention. Just So our youngest group starts at seven, eight years old, and that's what they're getting. So they, they deal directly with Kenny mostly. He's really good at, at getting that point across. And so if you're not listening, you're not disciplined, he's like, a older, he's like your father. He's going to get on you. He can be loud. <laughs> but the whole idea is starting to introduce you to what that environment is like at the next level. It's like you are expected to have a certain expectation, and if you're not living up to that, this is how it's going to be. And then it, if you want to be good at something, this is what you need to be doing. So 
So you can't make excuses when you should be doing what you're supposed to do. So you say you love this sport, then this is the type of work it takes, no matter how hard it is. So we start to introduce them to the, those types of concepts. So you're not only getting them physically ready, emotionally and mentally ready as well, right? Yes, yeah, so that's the whole idea of metal, M-E-T-T-L-E, is that it's a mental thing. So we get into the mindset and the mental part of what it takes. Jason, I want to close out with two things. Summarize for us the great experience in getting fit right here at Metal Fitness, the CrossFit of Bronze Fit. So again, if the style of CrossFit, if that's what you like, if the, you're going to find a great community, great coaching, a great atmosphere, obviously a great facility. So we have a very unique facility in that CrossFit, their own swimming pool, basketball court, martial arts studio, Triathlon Studio. So we have a lot to offer, a lot of different people. Partnering with Infinity Triathlon, and they are just like, it's the same concept. So they work with people who do triathlons, and so you're dealing with people with these big goals, big aspirations, and that's kind of the whole idea. You know, we teach kids to swim. The Henry's been training people forever. His goal is to get kids swimming. We don't get kids into the swim program and milk it. You're going to learn to swim as fast as you can, and then he's going to get you working. And so it's just the idea of athletics, bringing out the athlete in everybody. Like, I personally believe everybody has an athlete inside of them, and we just want to connect with it. And where can they find out more information about Metal Fitness? So metalfit.com, M-E-T-T-L-E-F-I-T.com. Everything's on there, you know, the sports performance information. So if you're a kid who really wants to make it to the next level, if you really, really love what you're doing and you're looking for what it takes what type of training you need to be doing, from speed to strength to power development. You know, that's the things we do. Come check us out. Uh, if you just want to get absolutely fit, CrossFit will do that for you, and that's what we do well at. That's what we're good at. I'm currently competing in CrossFit. You know, we have a lot of experience with it. One last thing from you. I want you to leave those listeners who are student-athletes a final word of wisdom and encouragement. There's no limit to how good anybody can be at anything if they're willing to work at it. My favorite sports personality, sports person right now, is Steph Curry. And the reason being is that he's made it to the highest level of basketball, a sport that's highly athletic. The LeBron Jameses of the world, most athletic people in the world. He's not the most athletic person in the world, but he's become one of the best players in, in the game because of how he's worked. You know, his father played, so he had that advantage in you know, learning how to do things right, but he still had to put the work in. All these sports are skill-based. You have physical gifts work. You can make yourself that guy or that girl, that special athlete that you've been given certain intangibles to work with. If you're not, so what? Get so good at what you do, it don't matter. You know, you can overcome the physical even, i.e. Steph Curry, just by being good. All these games, they require skill. Build the skills to a point where people have to notice you, and that just takes work. And if you love the game, you'll do it. If everybody needs something that you love in the same way that I'm talking about to get really good at it and make it your life, then you might not be a sport. It might be you want to be a lawyer. It might be a radio personality. Get good at it and make it your life. Make it your everybody. We all have a life calling. You got to figure out what yours is. Man, love that. Jason, man, thank you for joining us as our Shining Star alumni on the High School Hall of Sports show. Man, give a shout out to your first year Julian people out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I could go on for, for hours saying what's up to all my Percy Julian brothers. We still have, we have a number of PLG alum who come here and work out in various capacities. But, you know, all the football players, what's up? Yeah, we just had a big thing for our coach last year. 
where a lot of a lot of guys came back from all the different generations. So that was a great time. So yeah. that's good. That's good. Well, Jason, thank you for joining us, brother. Absolutely, anytime. High school holla. That was some great stuff from Jason Burns. We want to thank him once again for joining us on the alumni edition of The Shining Star. Make sure if you get a chance, you visit Metal Fitness located at 5000 South Indiana Avenue in Chicago. They have great accommodation. And hey, high school coaches who don't have the proper equipment or facilities, as he mentioned in the interview, you may want to send a player to over there. Why not send the whole team? They got some great sports training for our young student-athletes and great staff, too. You can also go to their website, metalfit.com. That's M-E-T-T-L-E, fit.com. I believe they may even have an opportunity for you to try out a class for free. That sounds good to me. Some good stuff there. Don't get excited. It's one class. Now, if you're a student-athlete and want to be nominated to be a guest on the H2S2 Shining Star segment, get a principal, athletic director, or coach to nominate you simply by contacting us through our website www.urbanfieldhousemedia.com all they have to do is tell us about why you should be our H2S2 shining star which includes your accomplishment in the sport that you play in the classroom and your involvement in the community and you may have a chance to be our next shining star hey stay with us we got more coming up on the H2S2 show With a name like Cruise Planners, you might expect us to only sell, well, cruises. But in fact, what we sell are unforgettable travel experiences, regardless of where you're headed or how you'll get there. Because we believe the freedom to travel should come with a freedom of choice. We call it our cruisitude, a positive outlook on life and zest for travel. Whether you're looking for an all-inclusive resort in the Caribbean, a history-rich European tour, an exciting African safari, an intimate river cruise, a memorable ocean voyage, or a destination wedding of a lifetime. Cruise Planners helps take the stress and burden of planning it all off your shoulders. Because we understand the hardest part about travel is the actual planning. You know, spending hours upon hours online comparing prices, reading hotel reviews from people you don't even know, and trying to figure out what to do when you get there. I mean, why spend four weeks planning your one-week vacation? It can take the fun out of the experience. But luckily, Cruise Planners Travel Advisors are travel rock stars. All of our travel agents are travelers like you, but have an encyclopedia of travel knowledge. So just let them know what you want to experience, and like that, they can personally design your ultimate vacation, no matter your travel style or budget. And you can take all of that knowledge with you when you download the Cruise Planners mobile app. So much travel information right in the palm of your hand. Cruise Planners is an American Express travel representative and also has access to exclusive travel offers so you won't have to worry about whether you're getting the best value for your experience. Your Cruise Planners travel professional is here to help turn your travel dreams into a travel reality. So contact your Cruise Planners travel advisor today. They are role models and educators. Their work requires a great deal of time and energy for very little pay. Who are these unsung heroes? Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. The simple truth about education-based athletics in Illinois is this. Without a committed team of coaches and administrators, they just wouldn't be possible. School sports, they bring out the best in all of us. 
This message presented by the Illinois High School Association and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. High School Holla. Let's go. 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 Welcome back to the High School Holla Sports Show and our Diva Sports segment brought to you by our friends at CP Travel Squad. For the best in cruises, resort vacations, or to book a vacation with an unforgettable experience, call Monera at 312-371-5985. You can also check out other great deals on Facebook at CP Travel Squad, the official sponsors of the H2S2 Diva Sports segment. Now, the National Federation of State and High School Associations, NFHS, annually bestows an honor regarded to the highest achievable accolade in high school sports and activities upon 12 individuals with their respective enshrinement into the NFHS National High School Hall of Fame. The Illinois High School Association, IHSA, announced that longtime girls basketball coach at John Marshall Metropolitan High School, home of the Commandos in Chicago, the winningest basketball coach in IHSA history, Dorothy Gators, has been selected as a member of the 2018 NFHS National High School Hall of Fame inductee class. Dorothy Gators is the 28th individual representing the IHSA to be honored in the NFHS National High School Hall of Fame and will be formally honored at the enshrinement ceremony banquet on Monday, July the 2nd as a part of the 2018 NFHS Summer Meeting in Chicago. Inductees must be nominated by their respective state association and categorized based on their contributions as athletes, coaches, officials, administrators, or in fine arts. Dorothy is the ninth IHSA enshrinee to represent the coach category. For those of you who may not know, Coach Dorothy Gator's amazing coaching career at her alma mater began in 1975, while just weeks ago she captured her ninth state championship when Marshall defeated Harlan in the IHSA Class 2A title game. With 1,106 career victories and counting, Coach Gators has won more games than any other high school basketball coach in the state of Illinois, while ranking in the top 10 in girls basketball nationally. She has never encountered a losing season en route to 27 state final appearances, which include three runner-up finishes, and eight other state trophies. Marshall High School has undergone a significant change throughout Coach Gator's tenure as many other Chicago area high schools, but her presence and the success of her program has remained a constant. Marshall had an enrollment of over 2,200 students when she won her state title in 1982, while this year's title team draws from a student population of under 441 seasons. Coach Dorothy Gators has never had a team finish 500 or below. While her squads have won 20 games or more 
and 37 of those seasons. Coach Gator's countless career accolades include induction in the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame in 2000, as well as receiving the Morgan Wooten Lifetime Achievement Award from the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in 2009. She is a member of the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association, the IBCA Hall of Fame, and has been one of the organization's Coaches of the Year on 19 different occasions. Throughout the years, Dorothy Gators has been selected to coach the Junior Olympic team, assisted at the U.S. Olympic Festival, and has coached in both the WBCA and McDonald's All-American Games. Now, Dorothy Gators is the 28th NFHS National High School Hall of Fame member from Illinois. Now, we want to say another congratulations to the, one of the greatest coaches in Illinois high school basketball, Coach Dorothy Gators, an honor that is well-deserved. We wish you all the best, Coach. Stay with us. More H2S2 High School Holla Sports Show coming up. Holla! Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. We provide great packages that will allow your business to grow by serving as one of our sponsorship partners with any of our shows, such as the one you are listening to now. If you are interested in becoming a sponsorship partner, please contact Urban Fieldhouse Media at 312-772-5003 or by email at info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com for further information on our rate packages. We have opportunities for all size businesses, both local and national to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together. Yo, 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 what's up? Are you a sports fan? Do you want to impress your family and friends with the knowledge of the game while in the stands or roaming the sidelines? Well, the High School Hall of Sports Show is looking for you. We are seeking dedicated students from all over Chicago and the suburban high school area to join the H2S2 Sports Reporting Crew. If you want to be a part of the H2S2 Reporting Crew, here's what you need to do. Send an email to H2S2 at UrbanFieldHouseMedia.com. Again, that's H2S2 at UrbanFieldHouseMedia.com. And in the subject line type, I want to join the H2S2 reporting crew. And in 100 words or less, tell us about your high school pride and your high school mascot and which team you would like to represent. Every email will be reviewed, so don't hesitate or wait. Here's the chance to join the H2S2 reporting crew and to get signed up for your school because you never know if we will be at your school next. Tune in every Saturday to the High School Holla Sports Show. High School Holla. Welcome back to the H2S2 Show. Time now for our H2S2 Scoreboard, brought to you by our friends at 100 Watt Lights. Gear and accessories with artwork designed with a positive message inspired to protect the children. Find out more about them and their organization at their website, 100wattlights.org. That's the number 100 W-A-T-L-I-G-H-T-S dot org. We start things off with boys baseball. 
Peyton College Prep Grizzlies over the Von Steuben Metro Science Panthers 5-2. The Coalesce Trojans shut out the Carver Military Challengers 7-zip. Lincoln Park took on Pleasant Plains Cardinals. The Lions losing that one 12-2. Kelly Chosens over Sarah E. Good Knights by one 3-2. The Brooks College Prep Eagles took on the Jones College Prep Eagles. And the Eagles won, of course. Brooks Eagles, that is. Five to four. Latex Indians won better than the Whitney Young Dolphins, seven to six. Lincoln Park Lions over the Morrisville Mohawks, four to two. Half Eagles over the Northside College Mustangs, nine to two. Juarez Eagles over Perspective Charter Warriors, eight to one. And boys, water polo, that's right. We cover it all here at the H2S2. Jones Payton Co-op Eagles losing to the Whitney Young Dolphins, 13 to five. David Spear Pride, three better than the UIC College Prep Firecats, four to one. Clemente Wildcats over the Crane Cougars, six to four. And girls softball. You know the girls love diamonds too. Limbloom Eagles over the Simeon Wolverines, 18 to one. Ouch. Abinson Vikings over the Marshall Commandos, 23 to 19. That's more like a football score than a softball score. The Hubbard Greyhounds took on the King Jaguars. They shut them down. The Greyhounds win it 16 to zip over the Jaguars. Taff Eagles over the Maine East Blue Devils, 14 to zip. That was our Friday scores on the H2S2 scoreboard. Brought to you by 100 Watt Lights. Gear and accessories with artwork designed with a positive message inspired to protect the children. Remember, you can find out more about them and their organization at their website, 100wattlights.org. Stay with us. More High School Holler Sports Show coming up. Who do I play high school softball for? I play for my mom and dad who've never missed a game. I play for the smell of my leather glove, the sound of infield chatter, and that incredible feel of the ball jumping off my bat. I play for Sacrifice Bunts and Sacrifice Flies because they've taught me what it means to be a teammate. Whether they're playing for their teammates, their classmates, or their community, high school student-athletes in Illinois learn important lessons they'll use for the rest of their lives like respect for the rules, time management skills, and the value of hard work and sacrifice. I play high school softball for my friends who decorate my locker before every big game. That's who I play for. Play for keeps. Play for fun. Play on. This message presented by the Illinois High School Association and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. We provide great packages that will allow your business to grow by serving as one of our sponsorship partners with any of our shows, such as the one you are listening to now. If you are interested in becoming a sponsorship partner, please contact Urban Fieldhouse Media at 312-772-5003 or by email at info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com for further information on our rate packages. We have opportunities for all size businesses, both local and national to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together. 
High School Holla. We want to thank you for sharing another Saturday with us. Before we let you go, there's a few things we want you to know. Don't forget the Shot City Diamond Classic is coming to White Sox Guarantee Ray Field on Monday, April the 30th. The Jackson State Tigers of the SWAC take on the Chicago State Cougars from the WAC. Tickets are on sale for $10 in advance and $20 there at the game. We encourage everyone to come out in support of this baseball classic and also a few of the Chicago area baseball players who will be returning home competing on the next level in college baseball. If you're a school, athletic director, or coach that is having a sports camp or training event that helps Chicago area youth and student athletes, let us know. We want to be sure to support your efforts as well by giving your event a mention on the show to help get the word out as a part of our mission to keep the children safe from the streets while learning to become better athletes. We'd like to say a special thanks as always to our guests to join us on this week's show Percy L. Julian's own Jason Burns our special guest on the alumni edition of the Shining Star congrats once again to coach Dorothy Gators of Marshall for her selection as a member of the NFHS National High School Hall of Fame inductee class of 2018 thanks to all of our show partners and segment sponsors who make it all possible for us to bring you the best show in Chicago covering high school sports. We look to hear from you on our social media. Don't forget, holler at us at Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat. Make sure you look for us on all of our social media under Urban Fieldhouse. And if you're on Facebook, like our high school holler sports show page, give us a thumbs up. That shows that we're getting some love from you. Remember, you can always listen to a post of this broadcast along with many of our other past shows and segments on our website, Urban FieldhouseMedia.com You can also subscribe to our iTunes podcast and follow us on SoundCloud. Just search for us under the name Urban Fieldhouse. Young people, the quote for this week Don't believe you have to be better than anybody. Believe you have to be better than you ever thought you could be. Holla back next week and let's do it again like we do each and every Saturday. Family always know God loves you and we do too. Until next week, this is Janessa representing everyone from class of 1998. Holla! This is Keith Giles representing everyone from the class of 1985. Holla! This is Trina Smith representing everyone from the class of 1988. Holla! Hey Chicago, this is John Wilson from Limbloom Technical High School, the Eagles, class of 1980, swoop swoop, and you're tuned in to the High School Holla Sports Show. High School Holla.